Welcome back to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast broadcast. Everyone, take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Yes, it is a new day, y'all. New day, new moon, new energy, new earth. All of it is all, it's all well. And I hope that this is meeting and greeting you in the best of spirits. If you have any topic requests that you'd like to hear covered on this channel, please direct them to my inbox at Agent K21 Podcast on Instagram, on Instagram and Twitter at Agent K21. Please reach out. Let me know what you'd like to hear. Um, If you'd like to be a feature on the channel or if you'd like me to be on yours, please let me know. Reach out. I'm all down for collaboration. And so with that, I have a very, very, very special guest joining me later on in this episode. So please, please stay tuned. You're going to want to hear this. Um, I definitely recommend that you stay and listen. Um, And if these messages are helpful and if they are resonating with you, please feel free to share them, subscribe. However, um, yeah, do all of that. So as we are ushering in these new energies and new templates and new timelines, we have to be really adaptable to the new. And so what is adaptability? Adaptability to me is being able to adjust to changes with ease. It's being able to go with the flow. It's being able to see things from a positive perspective, right? It's being able to handle uncertainty um, with a confidence, knowing that all is well. So as we adjust to these new ways of being, new ways of learning, um, we have to adopt new principles, new mindsets, new ways of interacting. Um, And all of that can be very... um, frustrating, right? They can be very complicated because naturally we kind of resist change and growth. Although we know change and growth is what we need and what we desire and how to get to where we're going, it often is, you know, it can be very difficult to let go of the familiar. Um, And if you have any trouble with letting go, I did an entire episode called Let Go. So go check that out. If if that resonates with you, go and check that out. Um, But it's a very delicate process to be adaptable and um, different experiences we have will help us adjust and be flexible and be able to go with the flow of things um, without resistance and so you know some of you may know this but growing up I was a military dependent and traveled a lot and so with that I kind of naturally had this um, gift of non-attachment and being able to adapt and to adjust. And I think most of us who who grew up in that certain way, we, we kind of naturally have that, or have been groomed to have that. And so it's very interesting because when I first moved overseas, um, back in 96, I moved overseas. And when I first moved there, everyone had on face mask, the very same face mask that most of us are using now is the very same mask that I saw when I was you know, in my childhood. And at the time when I saw it, I was just like, hey, I'm a kid. I'm just like, this is some Mortal Kombat right here. We got some Sub-Zero action going on. Like, I didn't know what was going on, you know. So I think it's very important if you have children to talk to them about um, being adaptable and how to adjust to the new normals and, you know, instill them a sense of safety and protection and security versus fear and denial and illusion and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's important that we 
you know, talk about these things in a clear, conscious kind of way. And so, um, you know, those type of experiences have really aided in being able to adjust, you know, always moving. There's always this, uh, this um, uncertainty when you move. You don't know how things are going to go, but you're able to adjust. And so when we ad- adapt to our environment, we have the energy to change the environment that we enter into. And so I think adaptability has two sides to it. One side is being able to adapt to uncertainty and unknown situations. The other side is being able to remain yourself and letting everything else adjust to you. And what I mean by that is I think often we can confuse being adaptable for being a people pleaser. And that's further from the truth because people pleasing is really self-abandonment. And those who grew up in codependent type of environments do that naturally. They don't even recognize that they've abandoned themselves. They say yes when they want to say no, things like that, out of fear of rejection, out of fear of abandonment, out of wanting to please someone else, out of fear of feeling guilty or not good enough. The difference between people-pleasing and being adaptable is you're not adopting a new situation that doesn't align with who you are. You're not changing yourself to adjust to this situation. It's like a chameleon adjusts to its environment by blending in, um, but it does it out of survival. Um, and when we adapt to a situation, if we're doing it out of survival, it's usually out of fear, and that can coincide to the people-pleasing dynamic. But when we adapt out of compromise, and when I say compromise, I'm talking win-win situations, not win-lose situations. When we adapt out of um, security within ourselves, out of feeling secure, you know, we're not adapting to relinquish ourselves. We're adapting, I guess it is in a way, for survival, right? We have to adapt to the new normal. Um, And so as we're doing this whole transition, we don't know what's going to be on the other side of this pandemic. We don't know how things are going to operate again. Some may be wanting to go back to things as they were. Others are pushing for a different in this unknown and this unfamiliar and it's uncharted territory. But as we do that, you know, we have been groomed for the survival of the fittest. We have been groomed for adaptation and being adaptable. So it's in our nature to adapt. However, there's usually a resistance there. Um, And so to ease into this whole process, what I would recommend is really sitting into meditation. Sitting into meditation, um, sitting in with yourself, finding your center, finding your groundedness, and um, really, instead of fighting the old, start creating the new, right? So for those who are working, what kind of work environments do we want to have? For those who are not working, what kind of work do you want to create? What kind of work do you want to have? What kind of life are we trying to get to? And that's why I say it's a twofold because the other people will adapt to that new normal, right? And so um, it's different for everybody. Everybody adjusts differently. But the path of least resistance um, is the way forward, the path of ease, being able to adjust 
your mindset, your thought process, the way you interact, your actions, your behavior, all of that is going to be adjusted as we adapt to a new normal. And so, um, you know, it, I've, I tend to see that people who are more right brain, people who are more creative, artistic, you know, tend to be a little bit, have more ease with adjusting. Um, it doesn't mean it's impossible if you're left brain. It just means it may, you may have your own different set of challenges. And you have to be mindful of what set of challenges you have and how to work with what works for you. Uh, myself being more right brain, you know, being a creative person, being a musician, you kind of learn how to adapt really quickly, right? If you're playing with music with a bunch of other people and they randomly decide to change the key, you can either change with them or you can play and get out, you know? Or, you know, if you're going to perform and there's a last minute change, how do you adjust to that? Do you adjust with resistance and fear and anger? Or do you adjust with, with patience and with love? You know, how do you make the most out of a challenging situation? That is how we adapt. That is how we adjust. So that's all I'm going to say about it for now. Please stay tuned to check out what a good friend of mine and I are going to talk about um, and how adjusting and adaptability may work for you. Um, I hope this greets you in the best spirits. Please let me know what you want to hear. If these messages are helping you, please feel free to subscribe. Um, Feel free to share them with other people. The more we know, the more we know. And so um, thank you all for listening and uh, stay tuned until next time. So welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. Today, I have a special guest. This is a throwback guest. Uh, we haven't really seen or spoken to each other since we were about 11 or 12. Oh, so. man. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. So I'm very grateful and honored that you um, wanted to do this and agreed to do this. So thank you for being my guest today. Of course. This is just, you know, a catch-up session, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so... And uh, like I usually say, I'm going to let your energy introduce yourself. So if you can just tell us anything about you, just anything you like to share. Sure. Yes. Um, so I am Ryan. Um, I, you know, it's, it's a long story. Just joking. Um, <laughs> I, you know, currently I'm going to call myself an artist. I before was kind of shy about saying that, but, you know, say what you are so you can become it. So I'm an yeah. artist. <laughs> And I have an awesome husband and son that keep me motivated. And mm-hmm. I call Richmond, Virginia, my home right now. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So again, thank you. You know, I, I really wanted um, you to be the guest today because not only are you an artist, so you're creative and you kind of know how to adjust to, you know, uncertainty because right now everyone's kind of up in the air. Everything's uncertain right now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And also just, you know, we both have the same experience of being military dependents. So we kind of have that, you know, we're kind of used to ambiguity and and used to just transitioning and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to talk about like how to adapt to new changes and um, how has it been for you growing up as a military dependent? Sure. Yeah. I feel like there were different levels of of like the time periods of me moving around like as a young kid Mm -hmm. because 
the first time I moved out of the year. So obviously I can't remember it. And it was just a part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. But once I got into maybe the like eight year old to <laughs> maybe 13 range, that's when mm-hmm. I realized uh, I'm leaving my friends. I'm leaving school where I finally, you know, kind of found myself. Um, and the change was always so demanding of me that I just wanted things to be consistent. So I yeah. found, I guess, ways to kind of keep things from changing um, too much. So that was like having certain shows that I like would have my grandma send me tapes of. So I just went be out of the loop like each week I'm going to watch, mm-hmm. you know, Daria or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh like you said, me doing art has always been a part of my life. I just didn't realize it as a kid that that was uh, a soothing part of me, just being able to draw in my sketchbooks of pop culture mainly back then, but it was always there for me. It was the friend that wasn't going to move away. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'd say just having some beacon that doesn't change in a changing world was helpful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, you know, I think it's funny that you mentioned um, your grandma sending you tapes. I don't know if you remember this, but you had let me borrow one of your tapes and it was um, a BET <laughs> tape of like all these music videos. Oh my God. Do <laughs> you remember that? And I didn't even know what BET was at the time. I was just like, what is this? Like, all I knew was MTV, VH1, that, but then I saw this and I was like, yo. And I had loved music videos then. That was always something soothing for me. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So coming to the States and then being like, oh, this is BET. This is okay, 106. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. My grandma was keeping me hip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, shout out to grandma because, man. <laughs> it's true. That, and it's funny saying, you know, tapes because I am talking about VHS tapes. Right. <laughs> that that these were packages being sent from my grandma that like from New Jersey to Japan and took weeks, but she mm-hmm. was consistent with her tapes that it was mm-hmm. like a regular thing for me. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I love her. Shout outs to grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So how many times have you guys moved in your experience? Um what are some places you've been sure. yeah so uh I was born in Jersey New Jersey and we moved to Rota Spain when I was a year old uh mm-hmm. three years after that we moved to Chinhe South Korea uh three mm-hmm. years after that moved to Virginia Beach Virginia three years after mm-hmm. that moved to Sasebo Japan hey. three years after that went back to Virginia Beach Virginia <laughs> and then I uh, my dad retired and I was able to finish high school, but then I moved myself to Richmond to go to college and, uh, and I stayed here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's about what, four, four different moves. I think the, the craziest move was coming back to a place. Um, because I always envied people who had like the hometown friends, like, Oh, this is my friend mm-hmm. since kindergarten. I'm like, I can't do mm-hmm. that. But moving back yeah. to Virginia beach and actually back to the same house because my parents decided mm-hmm. to buy a house in Virginia beach. The first time we lived there, um, mm-hmm. I was able to see, you know, familiar neighbors again and uh, wow. going back to going to high school. Like, yeah, I hadn't seen these people in three years, but it was familiar faces so that really helped mm-hmm. me transition um, into my eighth grade 
and then freshman um, high school experience a little bit easier than if I had moved to a completely new place during that time. Mm -hmm. And how was that like adjusting back to people that you haven't seen and you're like, you know, both of you have changed and grown since then and kind of adjusting. How did that work? Uh, You you know, you feel like uh, like a time capsule in a way. Um, because mm-hmm. I remember them as, you know, 10 years old, but now we're 14 and that's a huge puberty gap change. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're, you're hoping that they're the same person. Um, and so a lot of the time there was a bit of disappointment, you know, that just being 13, 14, you're finding mm-hmm. yourself as this new kind of young adult. Um, yeah. so people who were my best friend before weren't quite my best friend then, um, mm-hmm. even though we had, you know, tried writing letters during those three years I was in Japan. Um, but you know, it just mm-hmm. fell apart and you just had to learn to, to adapt. And I think that's what's helped with all my moves that I have become a quick adapter, but it still hurts when, when you're mm-hmm. trying to cling on to something and it's not the same anymore. Yeah. And that process of having to let go is like, you know, it's kind of like a grieving process. Oh, yeah. Process. Yeah. Big old breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And were you, I know you mentioned, you know, writing letters and stuff. Were you able to stay connected um, throughout all of your moves and um, reconnect when you, yeah, you know, later in I life? I think so. Um, I would say the easiest time that that happened was when I was living in Japan and when I left there the new age of technology internet (laughs) happened um so MySpace oh my gosh that like reconnect like I didn't feel so far away from you know my Sassabonian friends and was able Mm -hmm. to still you know we wrote letters but like the internet was a lot quicker so um, yeah. And then Facebook came along when we were in college. And um, mm-hmm. no, so I think that definitely helped. There's one friend from before Sasebo when I was uh, maybe eight that we're still actually friends just because of lever- mm-hmm. letter writing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I, I, like I said, I was always trying to hold on to something that didn't change. And so connections with people was uh, what I like desperately grasped onto so I was definitely a letter writer um and Mm -hmm. just wanting even if it was once a year just checking in with with a friend that meant something to me yeah that's definitely good like you mentioned just staying grounded and connected and right now with the social distancing we're experiencing it's important to remember that just because we're apart we're still connected yes I you know I kind of feel like right now like everyone's starting to get on my level of like wanting to be connected. Like everyone's feeling how yeah. I've always felt <laughs> like you're right. so far, but nope, let's try to do this. And like uh, with my family, we're in three different States and we're using house party to play games mm-hmm. with each other and still see each other's mm-hmm. faces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just recently got put onto that. So <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Now, you know, as a young, as a young person growing up, you know, I feel like most people in childhood, if not everyone experiences a feeling of like feeling powerless, you know, you have no say in what you wear, or what you, you know, if you go to school or not, but being, you know, military dependent, it creates like a different type of just, okay, I guess I have to move. I guess I have to move. Yeah. How, how did you, um, 
kind of get comfortable with with all the changes bribes my parents have to bribe me every time no <laughs> <laughs> um I think uh I hope I had siblings like I can't imagine being a military kid um and being the only you know the only one solo child mm-hmm. um so I had my sister who's just three years younger than me so that's a built-in friend at home when you haven't made friends at mm-hmm. your school yet um you mm-hmm. both get to talk about your experiences of eating kind of by yourself or having to introduce yourself to you know the third class of the year um from moving mm-hmm. um so she, like her like my I have a younger brother but he's 10 years younger than me so he didn't get to experience that much of the moves but my sister Misha just yeah she was probably a rock and didn't know she was my rock um yeah and with my parents you know they they always tried making it easier for us um making sure that when we moved to a new place we got like a new wardrobe of like clothes you know to try to make us fit in a little bit easier (laughs) um (laughs) They, they made sure to, like, with the letter writing, they would talk to my friend's parents and, like, explain, like, how we were moving and how it would really lift my spirits if, you know, their their kid could keep writing back to me when I send my letters. Um, so I think it was, like, a team effort. Yeah, definitely. It definitely helps to have that support. Mm-hmm. You Especially know. when you don't have a say, like you are talking about. Mm-hmm. So with my parents understanding the position that they're putting us into and respecting my feelings, um, I think was beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. And um, how difficult was it for you making friends? Like every, you know, every so three years or so, you have to make a whole new friend. Like you mentioned, you know, having that time where you're like, okay, trying to get your feet wet and kind of learning everything. But how was transitioning to friends and just different education system how was it uh, definitely hard in my early years I was very quiet and res- just uh observant more of the time and then mm-hmm. some weird thing would happen <laughs> where oh I made a friend like uh uh you know I'm throwing a tennis ball on top of the school roof and letting it roll back down to me and someone just coming up and like oh can I play with that and then oh you're my friend mm-hmm. now um, <laughs> yeah. but uh every new year's like and this is no lie since I was 10 every new year's I would say I need to talk to one more person and that was really just to kind of help me open up um so by the mm-hmm. time I was maybe 15 um during like one of the major moves I just had to break out of my shell and just be like, hey, I'm looking for friends because I'm lonely and just being honest with that. And and then mm-hmm. I have way more friends coming in because everybody else is lonely and looking yes. for friends too. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Transparency is yes. like the key, you know? It really is. And um, I know you mentioned this to me too. Um, and also for the parents out there who are adjusting to you know this new normal the homeschool environment how has that been uh to adjust for you as a parent and just you know um adapting to that to the homeschool environment uh, <laughs> you uh I think you gotta be on your toes for for, for homeschooling <laughs> you, you know you want to have the rigid schedule um but if you're in a different environment so many distractions at home um, so you kind of just mm-hmm. have to 
go with the flow and make it interesting for for the student really like try to center things around them um you know right now I'm having to homeschool my son because schools are shut down um but he's really into superheroes so all of our lessons like involve them somehow if we're counting we're counting you know like how many uh superheroes are part of the Avengers team and if we took away Falcon and Captain America how many would be left um so yeah I I'd say that uh just being able to to change quickly helped so like even overseas I was uh you know homeschooled sometimes before being able to get enrolled in a school and my mom I think I learned Mm -hmm. from her just like being able to adapt yeah definitely Definitely. Well, I I thank you for being my guest today. And I thank your family for your service and, you know, just um, serving the country and everything and everything that you've done, you know, thus far. And I know there's so much more to accomplish. Um, But I want to give you a chance to just give yourself like a a little shameless plug, how we can find you, reach you, anything Uh that you offer. Um, Let us know. Okay. Okay. Well, let me plug myself with my art right now. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I recently got a little digital tablet, iPad, um, I really enjoy doing some digital illustrations, but I also do watercolors and portraits of people with their pets or houses or anything like that. But you can find me on my website, um, www.cplusart.com. Um, and Instagram, if you're too afraid of actually going on the full on internet, um, you can find me at C plus underscore RL Moses. Um, and then from there you can find me on uh, so many different things, but I'm, uh, doing a bunch of art challenges and I really like people's feedback because I am trying new things. Uh, I went to art school, so I'm used to critique and pretty brutal ones. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, just shoot me, shoot me a text on there, um, message. And I actually have it where I want to be people's pen pals. So if you like my art, uh, nice. be a pen pal and maybe you'll get some free art. Who knows? <laughs> nice. Lovely. Well, thank you again so much. Um, going to go ahead and wrap up here, but thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yes. And, uh, we'll catch up. Thank you so much for <laughs> me being on here. No Bye. Problem. Absolutely. See-